This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. I'm so excited to be doing a solo episode right now because I feel like finally got back into getting a bunch of guests on the podcast and we are scheduled out. We have a bunch coming up, so don't worry. And if you have any questions, by the way, on we're doing like a very IBS, PCOS, health coach edition episode coming up this week, like SIBO, all the things with a functional medicine doctor. So if you have any ailments you want me to address with her, just send me a DM. But I'm excited to be here doing a solo episode. I have really just been at a at a point in the year where I'm reflecting on my priorities over the last year. It has been a year since I went back into a full-time job. So I think I'm just in this reflection point at the moment. And I thought that this would be a good time to just kind of do like a little life update, a yearly recap on kind of what's working for me, what's not, what I want to bring into next year, what I want to change for next year and prioritize for next year. And hopefully somewhere along the way, it helps you in your reflections as well. And I just love connecting on the podcast. I feel like for podcasting, it can feel so one-sided. And I see this like amazing number of downloads, but it's hard to really translate it to people. And then when I get DMs of people that, you know, are silent listeners and are like, oh, this really resonated with me. Hi, I've been listening for a while. It just like warms my soul. So this is just another chance to connect, I guess. So let's start. We'll do in alignment and out of alignment kind of brief because I feel like What's in alignment and what's out of alignment is all going to be touched on in the recap. So let's just run through it real quick. In alignment is 1 million percent running. I don't know if I'm sure I mentioned this last week. I was in New Orleans, got really drunk, obviously ate whatever I wanted. And then I came home, was ready to get back into running and got sick for like over a week. So I missed on my training schedule, what was supposed to be my longest run, about 12 miles, which is just short of a half marathon, and I missed it. And now we're like too close to the race that's in two weeks to do that because I'm supposed to like taper off and take it easy. So my longest run that I will have done ahead of the race will be 10 miles, but I've done that three times. 
So I feel good about that. But I was just feeling, I don't know, nervous. Like I haven't ran in a couple of weeks. I got sick. I was drinking. Like I'm not in running shape. But this past weekend on Marathon Sunday, I went for a run with Ethan in the morning and we did an eight mile run together, which was our first long run together. If you follow my content, you know that we did do a six mile loop this summer in Central Park where I was hysterically crying. I was not in running shape yet and it was a million degrees. So that wasn't really a run together. That was more like him training me how to run. But this past weekend was like a long run together. Like I did not complain once. He didn't have one note or comment on my form. And that just felt so good, like being able to go for an eight mile run and like not feel like the underdog or this pressure. It was just like an enjoyable thing. And I was able to do it, which makes me feel like with the adrenaline of a race day and with these next two weeks of prioritizing, you know, sleep and nutrition and all of that, I will be good to go. So that's an alignment. I feel ready and back into running. I'm going to go for a little two mile run after this podcast recording. And I just want to note, if you have not ever been to the New York City Marathon, I just so recommend it. This past Sunday was the New York City Marathon, and I just made a TikTok about this because it is the best energy in the entire world. New York City already has the most energetic people, the best energy. So imagine it at like a relay race. Like you feel like you're at the world's most giant game of color war where everyone is cheering each other on. It's not just like, oh, good vibes. Everyone's watching the race. Like, no, people are cheering. I like my throat hurts right now because I lost my voice standing at the one mile left mark. We were standing at 25 miles and everyone was at their last leg. So you really have to bring it and cheer everyone on. And we were like, you got this. Like, you're crushing it. You're so close. It was just, oh, it was so inspiring. You see all these people running up to their loved ones and crying and getting so excited. You see blind people. You see people running with guides. You see people running fully with a wheelchair in their freaking hands for 26.2 miles. You see, I mean, this man literally like fell right in front of me because his leg cramped and he was laying on the ground right in front of me. He was totally like okay and coherent and like smiling. He was like, this has happened twice before, but this stranger next to me was like stretching his leg out and we were all like, you got this, take your time. Like it is just sportsmanship at its finest and it just reminds you of humanity. And I think we we all needed that right now. And just as a Jew, seeing so many people running with Jewish pride and running with their Israeli flags was incredible. So it was an amazing day and this is your sign to go if you haven't yet. I'm just gonna like sneak this in here. We're going to see after my half marathon if I still want to do it. Uh, I did just sign up for the New York City half marathon. It's in March. It's free. So if you want to sign up, you should and DM me. I want to start like getting more into training with run clubs. But I just realized at the marathon, like all these people have their loved ones. And although I genuinely don't think, and I'm not saying this to put myself down. I'm saying this to lift the marathoners up. I don't think that running a half is nearly as big of a deal as running a full. I'll be honest. I think it's an incredible feat. It is awesome to put the training in and run a half. And I, and it's so important to show up for your loved ones who are doing it. But I don't think it's as crazy, obviously. But seeing all of these people with their loved ones at the race just made me feel like, oh, like, 
all the people who were going to come to Philly, which I did not expect anyone to come to Philly, I was going to support Ethan in his marathon. So that's why I signed up for the half because it's a day before his fall. I was not expecting one person to come. It's like kind of annoying. It's a quick train ride, but it's still like an hour and a half train ride there and back. Like it, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know that I do that for someone else. I'm just being completely honest. So I don't expect anyone to do that for me. But some people did say that they were going to and then like can't anymore. And so it just made me realize, oh, I really want to do it in New York with the energy of New York and have like my friends come out and then go get a beer after. Like that's an experience that I would love to have. So I... And like seeing them along the way, it's just so fun and exciting. So I signed up for the United Half in March. Hopefully it's not too cold out, but I'm excited for that. That's in New York City. And then it's kind of like very, very hard to get into the New York City Marathon. It's a major marathon, but if I'm ever going to do it, it would be a year from now next year. So I'm just going to put it out there that I'm going to try to get into a charity or I'm going to try to enter the lottery, which is like impossible to get in, but I am going to try and just see what happens. If it's meant to be, it will be. But I'm just loving this running era and this journey for me this year. It has been, it has changed my life, which we will get into. But that was longer than expected. Let's do a quick out of alignment. Out of alignment is going to be a big chunk of the episode. So I'll just breeze through it. I miss prioritizing YouTube. I miss having all the energy to give to it. I miss my coffee shop meetings with myself every other week where I planned out my content for the next couple weeks and strategized and researched. And I honestly miss when I didn't have a full-time job and like YouTube was my life and wellness was my life. And if I put that much energy into it now, I just know I'd be thriving on there. I'm almost at 10,000 subscribers. So I just miss it. And I've been a little nostalgic for it. Not saying I want to make any changes in terms of a full-time job or anything like that, because we'll get into it. I think it's been the best thing for me and I love my job, but two things can be true at once and you can miss one part of your old life while appreciating a new part of your new life. And that's a huge lesson I've learned in the last few years is you can feel two ways at once. We always get so stressed like, well, how can I, you know, feel this way if I also feel this way? You can. You can feel two ways at once. It's okay. <laughs> little little tip of the day. But let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week. Breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week and take a chug of coffee because this is a morning coffee chat. Okay, I did that that breathe in really quietly because I'm super stuffy right now. So I think that's kind of disgusting. Let's take a quick chug of my cold brew. God, I love podcasting. I don't know what it is. I just love it. You know what? I just feel more myself. I feel like on YouTube, it's like hosting Jen, which is a huge part of me and it's fully me. Do not get me wrong. And of course, the vlogs are like the fullest of me. TikTok, you have to be snappy. And I don't know. I just feel like on the podcast, I'm fully just me on the couch. It's long form. I don't have to worry about like chopping this shit up or being super snappy. And I don't know, feels like I'm on the couch in therapy. (laughs) And I just feel like I connect with people the most on here. So anyway, let's get into my year in review, basically. So a big goal for me coming into this year, actually a year and two months ago, because I remember it being a goal for me, my last birthday, my friend Chris at Rumble had asked me, like, what's your word of the year on my birthday? And I remember, like, really taking it in. And now I'm getting nostalgic again for when I worked at Rumble. Like, I could cry. But, oh, my, why am I crying? I'm getting my period, guys. <laughs> I've really been missing my life at Rumble. I'm not going to lie. 
Like I, I genuinely, if it paid super well, I would work at a at Rumble like forever. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. I'm really getting my period, guys. Like I swear. It's like I have crimps this morning. It's it's coming up any day. So he had asked me that and I said, my goal is to just release pressure. And I didn't know exactly what that looked like. I just had felt I mean, that was coming on the end of my, you know, hustle era where I, you know, I was applying for full-time jobs. And I think that was a big part of my move to go back to full-time was like releasing this immense pressure I put on myself to make it on social media and for that to be my main income. And all of that, I think I just got really tired of all the pressure I was putting on myself. And I felt like my content was getting forced. And it's funny because I'm I'm back to feeling that way in such a different from such a different lens and perspective and for a different reason. But my goal was to release pressure. And I'm honestly shocked to see how much I really took that on and ran with it. I got a full-time job, which was like the number one step in releasing pressure. And I just went back to having fun on social media again and having it be a creative outlet without the pressure to monetize, to blow up, any of that. I kind of just, my priorities shifted. And I think along the way, that's when running came into the picture. It was, I needed, whether I realized it or not, I just wanted a goal that was not career oriented. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could do something where it was a timeline and an end goal and just like a tangible end goal where it's like, you worked your ass off and you got this. Where honestly with YouTube, TikTok, podcasting, you don't know when that end goal is going to hit and there really isn't an end goal because you could hit a certain follower count and then your goal moves, right? Which I guess happens in running too. You're like, now I want to get a faster pace. Now I want to get a, you know, a full marathon. So of course that happens in running too, but I just kind of got tired of this pressure and this inability to really measure success. And I was kind of trying to, you guys saw, I was trying to do like a lifting era, a gym era for a little bit there. And it just like wasn't resonating, wasn't hitting, didn't want to stick with it. I got bored. I didn't love it. So I was just kind of like wanting this fitness challenge where I could work really hard and fitness at something and reach a goal. And I've never been able to really do that before. I've kind of just, I only do workouts that I really love and are good for my mental health and all of the things. And so I just always did workout classes, which, you know, Jane Simmons once said, she's on this podcast, she's a personal trainer, random exercises lead to random results or random something leads to random results. And I think that's a lot of workout classes. It's like you just kind of intuitively move with what workout class you want to do that day. So you kind of, you're not like working on a specific goal, which is totally fine. I've done it my whole life. I still want to do it. But anyway, I'm I just wanted to do something not career related where I could hit a goal and get that confidence from it. And that's what running has given me. But we'll get into more of the running. I want to stick on this point for a second with social media. I really just want to have a session with myself over Thanksgiving, over Christmas coming up to plan my priorities for next year and to use my time off. I didn't plan a big trip or anything. I'm going to Florida, but like I don't have... My family has a house there, so I don't have this big trip to, you know, Thailand over December or anything like that where I won't be able to sit down and do some work. So my goal is really to, over Thanksgiving and Christmas, plan my priorities for next year. And I keep 
kind of hesitating to take on these freelance editing projects because I know that that would take up my entire Thanksgiving or Christmas break and I really need it to reprioritize, but also money is a huge priority for me this year. So I'm trying to find the balance there, but I think a big priority switch for me this year that has maintained and I think will maintain for the rest of my life, it feels like kind of just something that happens as you get older. Stable and substantial income is a huge priority for me. And it's really hard to prioritize both creativity and, you know, like my rumble era, my hustle era and finances. You kind of have to choose one. And I'm not putting myself in that box of having to choose one, but just realistically, I feel like I have to choose one. I'm 27. This was the year of really talking about a future with Ethan and planning for a future and a house is in that future. And I want to be able to contribute. I want to be able to like double what he's able to put in so we can get a really amazing home together one day. And I don't want to just rely on him. I want to be able to double what he's able to provide. And that's a huge priority for me. So being able to have my full-time job and then also, you know, make whatever side income I'm going to make through social media and my freelance videography and editing just was a more responsible choice for me that I stand by. Having a full-time job, it's helped me in so many more ways than it's hurt me. And it it changed my content though. So it's helped me in having more structure in my life, having a stable paycheck and lear- learning. Like I've learned so much with editing and so much for my own content and for other, you know, freelance work. And I'm just learning so much and not having to stress about money. And it's given me this safety blanket where I don't have to freak out if I don't post a YouTube video for two weeks. It's like, whatever, it's not your job. And I love that, to be honest. That's that that part of like releasing pressure, right? But it has changed my content. And I think at first it was for the better and now maybe not so much. I think it's changed my content because of my mindset, my priorities, my time, and my energy that I have available to all of my own content. I'm not someone who just has a YouTube channel. I honestly miss when all I did was YouTube. I fucking crushed it. All I did was YouTube. TikTok was not an app yet. I didn't have a podcast yet. Even when I did YouTube and podcast, it was better. But now it's just, it's gotten all too much, unfortunately. But I love every single thing too much to give anything up. And it's something that I like hate about myself. (laughs) But I get off at 7 p.m., And I really prioritize my own self-care and also my relationship with Ethan and spending time with him. So I also create content for someone else all day. So I don't have as much energy and time available to all these other platforms. I have enough because I clearly love it and prioritize it enough to still be consistent with it. But I just used to make really good content on TikTok because I was working at Rumble in the industry. I was just so much more inspired I was in the thick of it, like talking about workout classes all day, talking about different wellness experiences, networking with people who would invite me in. And I would go to events at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday for a workout or a wellness company. And I just was so much more inspired and had so much more going on. I just had my pulse more in the wellness space. And I get like a pit because that was like my favorite era of my entire life. And I will never go back to that specific era because I was at an age where I could kind of like not, I wasn't prioritizing finances. I was hustling to make enough money, but I wasn't, I knew I was investing in a future and I was hopeful that I was investing in 
blowing up and making it big time financially. And it didn't work out that way, but doesn't mean it won't one day, you know? Everyone's timeline is timeline is different. But like I said, on the flip side, it's helped me so much. I've become a better editor. I'm learning every single day. I'm working for my dream company. I'm working with Lauren Bostick and Michael Bostick every day. I'm in, a, I'm in a text chain with them. I'm helping them. I'm strategizing. Like that is, if I was going to have a dream job, that was it. Like the Lauren was my end goal, like dream podcast guest, dream everything. So I don't want to get this twisted. I'm so happy where I am and I'm not going anywhere. And I can't even believe that I work for them and that I, that I'm like a main hand in growing their TikTok to over a hundred thousand followers. And like, it's, it's a dream. I'm just talking about things that I want to change for next year and reflecting on how a full-time job after being in it for a year has changed my life. And maybe I'm harping too much on the negatives, but I'm getting my period. So I could do a whole episode on why I love my job, let me tell you. But, and I'm not just saying that. Like truly, I don't stay in jobs for, like I don't stay in situations I don't love for long. And I've been here a year now and I don't plan on leaving because I think like I said, I prioritize my finances and stability and structure these days. And I don't want to put that kind of pressure on my social media anymore. So this is my dream job if I'm going to be in a full-time situation. And that's my priority right now is being in a full-time stable situation. So just want to make that clear. But I've really valued the structure this year. And I'm not giving that up anytime soon. But It's as if I'm still once in a while like grieving my former self, which was already over a year ago. And I think that's because when I reflect on my content recently, this was my intention for this year and I'm so proud of myself for doing it. But I think I'm just like, okay, next year I want a new goal. You know what I mean? Like I think I needed that release of the pressure this last year to focus on a full-time job, get my priorities right, stop putting so much pressure on myself with social media. And I think it was a big thing to protect my mental health because I think I could see it going back down a darker path. And I can't, can't tell you the last time I threw a fit about social media or felt negatively about it in the last year. So it has helped my mental health immensely to not put pressure on it. And I think I needed that this year. And again, that goes back to focusing on running and all these other things. I, I really needed it. But that being said, Because of that, my content's not at all really planned. And I thought that it would make my content better because that's what everyone says, right? Like, be authentic. I have all these TikTokers on my my podcast and they're like, the second I was just myself and didn't plan anything, that's when I blew up. And you know what? Hot take. I think if I'm being more authentic to myself and I'm being my authentic self online, it is providing value. I think I don't really feel comfortable just winging it. And, and I don't mean, I think I mistaken like providing value and informative content online. I think I was, what I was hearing was like, if you're doing that, you're not just being your authentic, silly self and no one cares. Like, I think that's what I heard. So I was like, okay, I'll just share my life online instead and vlog and whatever, but it's kind of empty. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I have a cool job. There's, there's, things that make me stand out, right? If I really wanted to make it as a vlogger, there's things that make me stand out. But I think I tried almost too hard to release pressure on like TikTok and whatnot, for example, that I feel like my content's not doing well because it's more like just throwing spaghetti at the wall and saying like, fuck it, I'm going to talk about whatever. Even like my vlogs on YouTube, like nine to five vlogs are really hard. 
I have found myself just like not wanting to vlog because I'm like, I'm sitting at my desk all fucking day from 10 to 7. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, we're like, my vlogs, oh my God, in my hustle era when I was going from Rumble to a video shoot to, oh my God, those vlogs were fun. Like, it was fun vlogging. I don't have as much fun vlogging anymore because the hell am I doing? I would totally do, which maybe I'll do like next week, like a week of nine to five morning routines because that's what my vlogs really end up being. I I vlog my whole morning and then like I fall off. (laughs) But I think what I realized is, yes, everyone tells you be your authentic self, but it's like, what does that mean? That doesn't always mean create content about nothing and wing it. I'm still going to wing it because I think it's a great confidence exercise for me to not care what I post on TikTok and be funny and silly and just post shit with friends for sure. But if I really go back to my mission, and this goes for YouTube too, I feel like I've not been intentional on YouTube at all. Like I used to plan out my, my Google calendar was all, oh my God, I used to have strategy sessions at coffee shops and I fucking loved it. And I would plan out all my content for the next like months out and I just loved it. And now it's like, okay, I'm going to vlog. And then once in a while, if I have like a brand deal or I happen to try a workout class or something, I'll film a sit down video. But it just, you know, my mornings are dedicated to training now. So I don't really want to skip training to film. It's a whole fucking thing. But I will say on YouTube, I really miss my videos and I need to, I'm going to get back into because I miss them so much. And there's such a structure around my, uh, my not format, but like timeline of these types of videos that I actually think it would be really good to almost only post these types of videos instead of trying to vlog is those like, I tried, you know, acupuncture. I tried like this. I tried that, like the wellness experiences, lymphatic drainage, all of that stuff. I want to get back into that because, again, it feels like I'm providing value. It feels more like a documentary. Like, I feel really good about, like, channeling my inner host and videography and producing. And that's what I love to do. So it's providing value. It's my passion for wellness and then also production. So I want to reprioritize that for next year and really plan. That's what I mean when re-strategizing over Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like I'm going to plan those video shoots out and plan out – that content on YouTube because I miss it. And it can still be releasing pressure while getting re-inspired by providing valuable content. And guess what? Tying this all together with the authenticity part of it, that is authentic to me. Post merging my passion for wellness, production, and hosting. Like my hosting side is the most inner child you could ever imagine. Like I used to love hosting and acting. So like That is authentic to me. So just because someone says be authentic, be yourself online, don't give a fuck, doesn't mean you can't, if you're someone like me who loves to host or loves really doing your research behind a a topic you're passionate about and providing value, it doesn't mean you can't deliver it in in an authentic way to you. And that's authentic to me. So I think I, I got a little lost along the way where I almost, in trying to be myself online, wasn't being myself because what's authentic to me is like that more production, wellnessy, hosty content. And that's what was doing fucking well for me on TikTok, by the way, before my full-time job. I was trying one workout class a week and I was thriving. So I think, you know, when my these two weeks of half marathon training come to an end, 
I'm going to go back to trying a workout class a week and I'm going to go back to just planning for a 2024 of video shoots for YouTube in the wellness space and just getting back to that because I miss that side of me and that is such a hole that needs to be filled. And I think if I re-strategize in a way where I kind of like reprioritize and figure out how can I make this work without sacrificing my mental health and my time or my relationship or any of those things next year, there's always a way. I'm not the first person who's tried to pursue their passion with a nine to five job that's really, you know, demanding. And what I realized was I've actually, you know, when I was so, I don't even want to say strategic, intentional. I think that's where I got wrong. I was like, oh, I'm too strategic. All these people on my podcast tell me to not be so strategic. It's not that I was strategic. I was actually super intentional. I was thinking about the person consuming my content and what do they want to here for me? And how can I do my research to best deliver that? And how can I do it in a fun way? That's not strategic. That's intentional. And I need to check myself on that. So that is what's going to make me stand out because that's me, you know? So if I go back to my mission, because I was super intentional about coming up with like a mission statement for my channel on YouTube so many times, like I would like refine it every year. It was always, always, always to help the productive, busy girl in a city or in a nine to five, practice and prioritize self-care. That was always my mission on YouTube. It was, I'm going to try out these workout classes and all these different wellness rituals and breath works and meditation challenges to see what works so other people can just consume this 10-minute video and see if it's something that would help them. And then they can implement that one thing, the five-minute journal reviews, things like that. Like, That was my mission through workout classes on TikTok. So I try it so you don't have to spend your money and you can see if it's something you would love through my informative content on YouTube, as I just mentioned, through TikToks and balancing your hormones and how I, you know, I invested in Parsley Health. Here's how it helped me. Like that is how I circle back to my mission. And so I'm going to get a strategy session on the books to get back to the content I love and the content that was actually resonating and helping people. And so I feel like I'm actually fulfilling my purpose. And so it can still be a way of channeling my creativity, but feeling like it's fulfilling a purpose and not just like, what the fuck am I doing? Trying to slap vlogs on, come up with content. I don't know, but Finances are still a huge priority for me. So I'm going to have a financial goal for next year. I don't know what that is yet. Something probably like get a business expense credit card or something. But I, another like financial move I'm going to make in the strategy session is making, doing less in-person recordings with my podcast to save money there and allocating more money to YouTube instead, like having these videographers come for my wellness sessions and things like that. It's all about editing and refining, as Lauren Bostick says, and I'm excited that I've come to this epiphany, honestly. I literally just came to this in the last 24 hours, and this podcast helped me really articulate my thoughts and honestly come to the epiphany that, like, I am super intentional, not strategic, and that's something that's authentic to me, and I shouldn't shy away from that just because silly TikTokers where that's authentic to them, are saying, be yourself, stop caring so much. Sorry, I care. So if you are a productive, busy person trying to practice self-care, I've come back to my mission. I don't think I ever lost sight of that on the podcast, which is nice, but even so, it actually has helped me 
just like prioritize new guests for the podcast and things like that. So to recap, the best thing I gained from this year was releasing that pressure, was leaning into doing something just for me. And that's half marathon training. And it gave me just to recap what that gave me this year, it gave me structure that I was so deeply craving, especially in the fitness space. I think because I was so into trying new workout classes and whatnot for social media, I lost sight of a fitness goal that was just for me. And I think being on social media for over five years or five years, I think it's like exactly five years because it was my five-year college reunion. Being on social media for five years and not necessarily hitting an end goal can really be a knock to your confidence. And although it's such a confidence booster that I've stayed consistent with something that I've always wanted on social media, not hitting the end goal can really lead to things like why not me and like just terrible, a terrible mentality that I felt a lot last year. And I'm happy I didn't feel this year because of that release of the pressure. And next year, it's like how do we merge the two and find a balance between the two. But Being able to just commit to half marathon training and do it and stick to it and get better and actually see the progress and hopefully in two weeks get to that finish line is something I really needed that's just for me. So it gave me a structure, a goal to hit, which then, you know, leads to a lot of confidence, especially in fitness. It gave me community, started this run club, made so many friends and so many people that I can talk to about you know, we all started in this run club together as beginners. And I want to say over, well over half of us, literally 99% of us, or actually every single one of us signed up for a race, whether it was a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, a full marathon, starting from nothing. And that is a really cool place to be because you can join, which I intend to next year, a well-established run club and talk to other runners. But it was really cool to connect with people who were just becoming runners are just getting into the racing space like me. So that is a huge thing I gained this year. I gained a new sense of commitment to myself, accountability, confidence, all of that. So I want to take this habit and this hobby into next year because in addition to everything else, and and I still want to release pressure on social media. I don't want to put pressure on. I just want to get back to being more intentional I think that's my word of next year is intentionality. I want to be really intentional about what I'm prioritizing, how I'm scheduling it, and I can still, you know, prioritize half marathon or even marathon training while prioritizing intentional content and be intentional about the whole thing. So anyway, if anything resonated with you, please DM me. It just makes me feel like, I don't know, it makes me feel more connected to you guys. And I love voice noting you guys. It makes me realize it's not just like, random robots that are messaging me. It's like we're actually, I've connected with so many of you that I feel like I'm friends with because I I always respond in voice notes because I hate typing. (laughs) So I'm a voice note girl and I love when you guys, when once you voice note me back, I feel like we all become best friends and I love it. So anyway, if this episode you think would resonate with any of your friends, please send it to them. Leave a review if you haven't. It really helps this podcast grow And I love you all so much. Thank you for giving me the space to chat. I'll see you next week. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So you never have to go a day without Dare to Self Care. <laughs>